0: This recording is an offering of Networks for Training and Development's Online University. Hi, everyone. This is Rosa McAllister of Networks for Training and Development, and it's our monthly Healing Circle call time. And here we are, the beginning of another new year. It's January 6th, I think, 2020. Oh my goodness, just saying those words, that word, that number, 2020, that year, seems unbelievable to me. Every time I write it, every time I say it, I just keep saying, Oh my, oh my goodness, it seems so big, it seems so powerful, it seems so futuristic. And I must say, it feels important. It feels plentiful. It feels possible, it feels hopeful, I really believe. So like we always do on the first Monday of the month at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we gather together, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's one of our other compatriots at Networks, and we lead just about 15 to 20 minute, little time together to breathe, to be together, and to help remember that we are not alone. Maybe it's a meditation, maybe it's an exercise, maybe a song or a poem that we share with one another. Maybe some things about celestial happenings, things in the sky or things in our world, or maybe it's just time to remember that we are not alone, that we are here together and that we can breathe with one another. And just this time together sometimes helps make things seem more palatable or more possible or that we can get through it so we recently have shared um, an amazing time amazing um, holiday season end of one year and the end of a decade actually and the start of this new amazing year of 2020 and not surprisingly big events have shaped us or have happened in this world um, some Very startling and negative and scary and some very positive and wonderful. And one of the big events that has happened in my world here in Maui that has also affected many other people in many other locations is the passing of an icon, the passing of a dear heart, the passing of a teacher and an incredible soul, Ram Das. I I have been a student of Ram Das for over 40 years. I first knew of him in the early 70s, not long after he put out his first book, Be Here Now. Um, I was um, in college. um, Actually, I was in high school when that book came out, but I really didn't run into it until after I went to college. And there was a, a great little bookstore that had all kinds of wonderful things, teas and food and um, areas to sit and all kinds of books about philosophy, about life, about mysticism, about spirituality. And one of the books that was there that I came across very early on in around 1974, 73, excuse me, was um, Be Here Now, that beautiful blue paperback Book. I visualize it so easily with drawings and sayings and magic inside. And it was that book, amongst a few others, that really helped me to open up to who I truly was and what I was seeking and what I was trying to find both within myself and in the world. So here I was a freshman at college at Kutztown State College. Now Kutztown University in central Pennsylvania, and it was a very artsy college very um had uh, the a brand new co-ed dorm had just opened. students were out and about always playing frisbee and music happening and it was just a little past the era of love and San Francisco and Haight Ashbury and Grateful Dead were still very, very popular. And it was my first experience really being away from home, and I loved it. And right after I got to college, right after I got to Kutztown um, in my freshman year, um, I found a wonderful group of friends, and one in particular, who was from the um, from New York area, New York State, and was from the Woodstock area. And not terribly far from there was where Ram Das had had his kind of rambling um, crash pad home. And we heard through the grapevine that Ram Das was back in in New York. Um, It was late 1973, early 1974. I don't remember the exact time. And a few of us decided to go on an adventure, a road trip to try to find Ram Das. He had just come back from India, where he had been studying, and um, his life had changed dramatically. And so we ventured up to New York on this wild adventure, just a few of us, three of us, and um, we found him. We found Ram Das and spent much time in his company. And it was one of those amazing turning points in my life where I found someone who was speaking my language and that I wanted to learn from and study from. Um, we stayed with Ram Das for several days and, um, and some of his followers in that area, and then came back to school, came back to Pennsylvania, and not long after, we kept in touch with Ram Das and some of his followers, and he came to Pennsylvania, and he came and spoke at an area not far from our college. And of course we went and had time with him again, personal time with him. And two friends of mine who were, quote, interracial and very much in love, asked him if he would marry them. And so he did, and so one beautiful afternoon in a big field of wheat and wildflowers with music of all kinds of sorts, of friends with guitars and recorders and all of that. They got married um, with Ram Das blessing them, officiating, and all of us dancing and drinking wine and having a beautiful afternoon. I kind of lost touch with Ram Das for a few years, um, uh, kept up with him via his books and things like that. Um, there were a couple events where I saw him, big, large public events. But while I still felt a very deep connection to him, um, it wasn't as personal a connection as my life kind of meandered on. I got married, I had a son. Um, I was working at a number of different places and a number of different things in the disability field. And then I landed at Temple University in Philadelphia. And we started an amazing project on personal futures planning, a style of person-centered planning. It was late 1980s, 1989 to be exact, 1990. And we had, I had convinced, finally, Beth Mount from rural Georgia, now living in New York, to help us out with this project. And Beth came to Philadelphia to get us started, and she was very newly pregnant, just found out she was pregnant. And interestingly enough, um, not long after that, or just before that, um, she confided in me that she had gotten married, and who had officiated her wedding but Ramdas. He was a, a friend of her now husband, um, who had done a documentary on him, and it really brought things back to me. I pulled back out Ramdas's books that I had and went and got a few more um, and really reconnected with him. It made sense with the work that we were doing in personal futures planning and person-centered planning to reconnect with someone who was so important, who was such a foundation in my earlier years, but also who was such a soul connection to me. Um, time went on, and I moved to Maui. And while I knew that Ramdas was here, I had no idea the connection that would grow. I was very, very, very fortunate to be in his company, oftentimes here on Maui at various events, go to his house, um, be with him, help him at the beach to get in the water. He had suffered a major stroke. And for a number of years, his speech was almost inaudible. It was very, very difficult, very delayed. He had great trouble finding words, but over time, it seemed the more he sunk into and realized that this was his way of life now, and the quieter that he became, the more his voice came back to him in many ways. I have several incredible experiences with Ram Das that I remember greatly in the past 10 years. Um, times where just being in his company, I was once again awakened to things stirring deep within me. I um, also a few personal contacts and anecdotes with Ram Das, some very funny. He had a very, very silly side to him and oftentimes made jokes at his own expense. Um, he was a lovely man, an incredible man. And he's left us with many, many lessons, many, many great things. I have a number of quotes of Ram Das's. Um, that I have here with me, some of which I'd like to read to you, some of my favorites. Probably the one that's most famous now, especially after his death, is when he said, we're all just walking each other home. He knew that he was dying. He almost died several different times. He was not well, had several different health issues, and was at peace with that, was completely at peace with that. He also, another quote from him, he also said, the next message you need is always right where you are. Some more that I'll read to you. Our interactions with one another reflect a dance between love and fear. The quieter you become, the more you can hear. The most exquisite paradox, as soon as you give it all up, you can have it all. As long as you want power, you can't have it. The minute you don't want power, power, you'll have more than you ever dreamt possible. I would like my life to be a statement of love and compassion. And where it isn't, that's where my work lies. Be here now. Probably one of my most favorite quotes of all time of Ram Dass is, Treat everyone you meet like God and drag. Suffering is part of our training program for becoming wise. What you meet in another being is the projection of your own level of evolution. Only that in you, which is in me, can hear what I'm saying. I'll read that again. Only that in you, which is me, can hear what I'm saying. And when we see the beloved in each person, it's like walking through a garden, watching flowers bloom all around us. And one of my favorite memories, one just not too terribly long ago, I was in Ram Dass' company and he called me over as kind of waved gently and I knelt beside him. He's sitting in his wheelchair and I knelt beside him and he kind of motioned for me to put my head on his lap. And so as I put my head on his left leg, he rubbed my hair, my head, and he asked me why I was was so sad. I told him a little bit about what was going on in my life and some confusion, and some unsuredness that I had, and yes, definitely some sadness that I had. His response was, Rose Rosie, as he called me. It's all love. Just love. Especially when it hurts. I nodded my head. He patted my hand. He kissed my hand, and I kissed his, and I thanked him. Yep, he's right. It is all love, just love, especially when it hurts. So there are so many lessons from Ramdas. I once called him my guru many, many, many years ago, and he chastised me. He reminded me that I am my own guru and no one else. And so instead, I have called him my Baba, my father, my guide, my teacher. So, to my Baba, Baba Ramdas, and to all the teachers out there who have blessed me in my life and who continue to come forward as I need them, thank you. Mahalo, gracias, suksma, tak. Thank you in so many ways for seeing in me what sometimes I couldn't see, for believing in me when sometimes I couldn't believe, and for showing me that it really is all love, just love, and sometimes especially when it hurts. So thank you for joining us on this first Monday of January, the first Monday of this new year, first Monday of this new decade. May it be amazing in so many ways. May it be full of love. May you see your light and may you shine it bright so that others can see theirs. Aloha. Talk to you again next Monday or next month, excuse me, the first Monday of the month, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Aloha. Thank you for listening. We hope the information provided was helpful. Don't forget to stop by our website and take advantage of all we have to offer.